1: was easily the worst intro we've ever done. Hyaluronic <laughs> acid. Hyaluronic acid. Guess who decided to record home over again. <laughs> uh, Flul and Breed back again on the wagon here to talk with you about another topic, fairly close to both of our hearts, but in different ways. This topic was actually suggested to us by a listener. Yes, oh, shout out to Sarah Hederman, um, who suggested something and then we decided to build on it and go a bit broader. So today we're talking about skincare and the phenomenon of that and how much bigger it's become. And Especially some- in our generation,
0: compared to like our parents' generation,
1: I feel like it wasn't even a thing. Absolutely, and I think it's such a... Massive talking point now in the world of beauty. I'm noticing it just because it's something that I write about so frequently. It's it's really interesting. Uh, and we both, as I said, we both come at it from very different angles. Uh, growing up, I don't really think that I ever felt a huge emphasis on skincare. My like, my mom definitely was trying to get it into me that I needed to look after my skin. Um, I didn't suffer from acne per se, but I did suffer from... Like, breakouts. I don't think it would... I don't think it would be fair on anyone who suffers with acne to say that I suffered with acne, because I just didn't. Um, but I did get, like, angry kind of red breakouts. And mom was always trying to get me to not pick at them, and she would try and, like, get the heads out herself. Shout out my mom, if you're listening. You. You have <laughs> left me emotionally damaged <laughs> as a result of this practice. Um, But she... Yeah, like, she was definitely banging down the door, being like, look after your skin, it's about what you eat as well, and about what you put into yourself, and it just pff, straight over my head. Oh, doesn't the mic What did that mic ever do to you? <laughs> um, yeah, I think just think for me, I was born in nineteen ninety five. Just uh, for a context as well, I just always felt the emphasis was on makeup and about covering up everything that was underneath. Like it didn't matter. Yeah. So was- I went more towards using my mom's makeup, and like occasionally I would dabble in her skincare. But with complete ignorance because we're obviously not the same. We were we've never been the same skin type ever and we're obviously complete different ages and of complete different skin needs. Imagine you and your brother word, complete different ages. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't make any a medical sense. phenomenon. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, you got me there. Um your crack is whack. <laughs> no, but I suppose even growing up like I I've pretty much always been big into YouTube. And even, like, the MUAs that I used to follow on there, like, the, the information was definitely out there, but it was just that I would have never sought it out. I was always way more interested in makeup and covering and full coverage and concealing everything that I had. Um, now I think I have more of a balanced approach to it, and I think I have a good routine for, like, both, and I understand that, like... Like the skin is an organ That's what Jennifer Ock The Skin Nerd always says And I'll talk about her In a while as well Uh, Like it's not just It's not necessarily Just a beauty And an aesthetic thing Like it's absolutely A health thing and a lot of the times what's showing up on your face or skin on the rest of your body like it could be an indication that something's really good or something's really bad going on internally so i feel very attacked <laughs> no i didn't mean I like i feel very attacked <laughs> i didn't mean like that but like you've had a very different experience in that sense yeah so i i've gotten this really i've gotten really
0: superstitious about things that do you ever find like things that people used to compliment you on as a child were the things that like turned on you as you grew up so like i used to have the most gorgeous skin when I was younger and then my my younger sister who's like nine now she's the same like really we were all really sallow growing up took the sun really well we were just like we had really nice sallow skin for like kids that lived in Ireland and people used to always say it to me and then I hit my teenage years and I got acne and it's literally never left left me since like for more than a six month period I've always had acne since I was like 14 yeah and it's a pile of shite (laughs) And I would argue that it's nothing to do with my diet or how much I wash my face. Like people, you'd actually be, would not believe the many people that are like, have you tried washing your face every day? And I'm like, <laughs> obviously, like, yeah. um, sorry, I just got super liked on Tinder. A we <laughs> <laughs> Never let it that out. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, it's been a long rocky road from like skin in terms of skincare with me. And I'm still not. I'm still on it.
1: How did you go about uh, getting treated and stuff? Like, where did it come from? When it was like, okay, I like, I need, I need help with this. Like, this is a thing that it's like, it's so much more. As I said, like, this isn't an aesthetic thing. This is an actual medical thing that I have and I need to treat.
0: Yeah. So I was probably like, spreadly started getting really bad skin when I was about fourteen, which is normal. Like most fourteen-year-olds have like acne in some form um, and then when I got to about 16 it started to get bad but I also had an older brother who had it bad as well mm. um, I don't I don't think it was on his face but like it was I had it on my face I think he had it on his back and then my younger brother was the same so my mom was starting to see like it wasn't really going away yeah actually sorry my older brother it did go away for me it didn't at the age where it should be gone it didn't I think I was about 16 or 17 and I went to the doctor and they put me on the pill, they put me on antibiotics, they put me on every sort of cream. um. And then going into leave insert, I got referred to a dermatologist because nothing was working. And the dermatologist suggested Roaccutane would be my only fix. But because I was doing my leave insert, they wouldn't give it to me because it's really bad yeah. for your mental health. Yeah. So yeah, basically just suffered through. I remember having a mass spot on my debs, on my chin. Yeah. It was massive and painful.
1: I was just about to ask, was it ever like, I think we tie so much of our self esteem into skin. Like, was it, did they, how did it affect you that way growing up or did it? Yeah, I
0: was, I would never, well, I don't know what age I hit, probably like 14 or 15, and I just would not go to school without makeup. Yeah. And it was like, I was not, I've never been good at makeup, but it was always like essence, number four, like dark, thick. Mm layer of orange makeup just to cover my face because I thought if people like this is covering the spots people can't see them God
1: look how orange you
0: fucking look girl where like realistically it's more obvious people are like look at that girl's mm. freaky face with all her makeup like she like like I feel like if I had just gone to school without any
1: makeup I don't think anyone would have cared that's the thing that's one but of like, my like biggest regrets growing up because I would have been I would have been the same like I de- as I was getting older uh, kind of in that part of secondary school I kind of like, some people would be trying to t- suggesting concealers to me and stuff for like anytime I would get a breakout. And I'd just be like, it was never really an issue for me in my head because I was just like, I know if I put something on it, it's going to make, make it worse. worse. Yeah. Like, so um, I was good in that sense. But like, there's so many times where I'm just like, I really just wish that you had appreciated this because like, I look back and I'm not that I have bad skin now. Like, I'm really, really lucky. Um, But I look back now and I think about how I thought of yeah. my skin then. And I'm like, you were insane like yeah. having any like just no sense of uh perspective or whatever
0: yeah and I remember like even in, like all, every, all all, the girls in my year were the same like they'd all have like a concealer well most of them had a concealer in their like shirt pocket yeah and like they'd be in the bathroom whipping out concealer covering up spots I'm like that was where I learned it I was like oh what if they're doing it that's what I should be doing because mm. I don't know I just never I didn't know I was the oldest girl like so yeah yeah it was a weird one And but like now, it's really only a recent thing for me to be able to go to work without makeup on. Yeah, it's only literally since I, like in the last two years, I've started just not wearing makeup.
1: Yeah, because even in college, like me me and Brady have been friends since when did we start college? Twenty thirteen or eighteen probably. Yeah. So that's how many years later do the maths for me? Seven years. Oh, that's that's a shocking reminder of time. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, even throughout college, I remember it was a like it was a big thing for you to even to not wear makeup. Like yeah. even just if, even if just we were hanging out or yeah. there was nothing happening, like you would take that time to your makeup. And I mean, no judgment to anyone who does that. If in me, if that's what makes you feel more, it, comfortable. it got me through that phase. Like I yeah. needed it. Well, yeah. I thought I needed it at the time. And I yeah, I remember even like when you'd
0: have sleepovers in college, and I was like just starting to get to know people. Mm-hmm and I'm not going to say names but like we um, so we were staying I was staying in one of the lads' apartments and I was like okay guys I'm going to go take off my makeup now and just see so you know, I've like got really bad acne scars and just prepare yourself and this friend had actually been in a really bad accident and had much more serious scars <laughs> on his body <laughs> <laughs> and he was like are you for real like you want to see scars kind of
1: thing and then I know why I got these scars it
0: kind of put things into perspective that I was being so stupid whereas he had like literally life-threatening injuries at one point and scars to show it and
1: i was like oh i had some spots as a teenager and i'm scared now but like that no doesn't one give a shit except me I-, I know but that doesn't invalidate your feelings at all you know what i mean no. you can't compare apples or oranges with no. those two situations true but i was glad i had that experience because it was
0: very early on in college and i was like here if he doesn't give a shit why should i yeah you know Don't i was glad to put things in perspective for me yeah It didn't really make much of a difference because I still wore makeup like up until everyone else had gone to bed and then take it off. But
1: um, yeah, put things in perspective. Fast forward to now then, I am a writer for The Daily Edge, if nobody knows. Just going to put that out there again. And I write a lot about beauty and I write a lot about skincare. When I was growing up, I didn't have a full understanding of my skin. I assumed because I was getting spots, my skin was oily, so I don't need to moisturise. Yeah. Idiot, right? You still need to moisturise whether you have oily skin. So that was causing me to like, obviously it made it a lot worse, but I've grown up now and understood over time that I need a moisturiser and the majority aren't going to work for me because they are too oily or like they're too fragranced and I can be very sensitive as well at times. In more ways than one. (laughs) Uh, And... Uh, having this ac- this access to products and stuff with my job, it's allowed me to try a lot more things and a lot more brands that I never would have had access to. So I'm really lucky in that sense. Uh, so I would say that I have a definite routine now, but it's not anything massively or overly complicated I looked a lot to this new age of influencers and uh, social media creators as well like I mentioned Jennifer Rock earlier she pretty much got her start on like Snapchat she runs this skin consultation business now where she and a load of these other experts I think you pay like 50 euro and they like there's a video consult and they analyze your skin and then they recommend a load of products for you what's that called uh, her name is Jennifer Rock and she's referred to as the Skin Nerd. Oh. Stephanie Worth uh looking into. I've interviewed her before uh, for a News Talk. She's just uh an amazing entrepreneur and really inspiring, cool. really nice woman. Um but and even if you think of the likes of uh Carolyn Herons as well, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh, she's a facialist, an English facialist. Yeah, I'm gonna say English. Uh she's carved out this massive niche for herself on YouTube recommending products and treatments and things to do so instead of this space kind of like being dominated by muas i think they are understanding the need to educate their followers on skincare as well and then you also have this separate cohort of people who like just know their shit about skin and have these like really uh, really uh dedicated followings and i think it's passing on that i just think people I think people have a lot more cop on now when it comes to what they're putting on their face and what they're putting money into. Yeah,
0: I actually I was talking about my skin my skincare journey on Instagram recently, and people recommended somewhere called I think it's Bio, Biofresh. It's
1: it Biofresh. Yeah. The, skin, the skincare clinic up in
0: Swords. And they do, say, are along the same lines, you go up and you get a consultation and they'll give you products and apparently they're supposed to be really, really good. Yeah.
1: I So when Zara actually suggested this, she initially suggested an episode on sheet masks, but as much as we like to talk shy, we weren't sure if we'd get nearly an hour out of just sheet masks. No. But it's interesting because I think that ties into like the rise in sheet masks in like Europe and beyond because obviously they've been a thing in Korea since the dawn of time. Like Korea's in like... 2050 when it comes to skincare in comparison to us. Like, we get everything, like, four From years them. too late. And that's... Yeah, and that's... Yeah, and that's why they look so fucking good. Because they're just on top of stuff, like... uh, But it's... I think it's the rise of those... Shout out to all our Korean listeners. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure they're loving this topic. Um But it's that. And I also think skincare has just become more accessible. The reason I... Didn't really look into it, I suppose, when I was younger. I just thought, like, all the good stuff, in inverted commas, the stuff that I would see results from was really expensive, would be totally out of my reach in terms of, like, my pocket money and stuff. Yeah. But if you think of the likes of... Like, obviously, sheet masks are so inexpensive. How how much are they in pennies? Like, oh, like a couple of euros. Yeah, and some of them are really decent. Now, I mean, you can pay out your arse for one as well, but uh, they, neither of them will work. <laughs> <laughs> um, But then you have the likes of brands like The Ordinary as well. I don't know if you know them. Yeah, I mean, their fan primer. I'm very fond of their yeah. primer. The Ordinary is a skincare line where basically it just breaks down the kind of key active ingredients in products. Um, it's really cheap, really simply packaged. It's really accessible. It's on like Cloud 10 Beauty now. Yeah, Beauty Bay. It's uh, in Arnott's. Beauty Bay. It's in Arnett as well. It's on ASOS. Um, really, really good. There's a bit of research required into it. Like I could try and jump into it now, but I'm no expert, and we should probably preface that as well. We're purely talking about our own experiences with this. Yeah. If you have any kind of issues, go to your doctor. Go to a term dermatologist we're talking about this purely from a hobbyist perspective and obviously Breed from her own experiences of health. Anyway, The Ordinary is that kind of brand where I think it, I don't know how to phrase it, but like it, I think it really broke it down for people who were really clueless and wanted to know and just broke it down really simply for those people who wanted to start something and they've made it really easy once you put the little bit of work and the little bit of research in. But even if we look at, like, just going back to sheet masks and the crazy rise that they had. In 2016, sales of Estee Lauder's power foil mask rose 123% at John Lewis, which is mad. That's a lot. Yeah. And then in the first half of 2017, sales of sheet masks were up 34% across the UK. I think 2018 was, like, the year they really... They just seem to be everywhere. Like, and it's this thing as well, where it's an aesthetic thing in terms of posting it for like yeah. social media lols. Like, but like Bella Hadid's done it. Lady Gaga has photos up on her Insta of her just wearing sheet masks. But like, I do them for the novelty and for like, I think I'm like treating myself and
0: treating my skin. I don't think they actually do anything. Yeah, but I always get the cheap ones. Do you think they work, or what? What do you? Oh, like I, I have and? used,
1: I've used a Neutrogena. I think they're yeah. in the Neutrogena Hydro Boost ones. It's like a blue, yeah, foil packet and a really hy- jelly, kind yeah, of, yeah, and it's hyaluronic acid in it. I used that on the plane over to Albufeira last year when I went away on a lads' holiday. You were wearing a face mask on a plane. Yeah, on a, on a lads' holiday on a flight that was like. Two hours max, you know, like no need, no need. Do people do out. that? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I, I, that's, I've I actually never seen people do it on like short haul flights, but. Sure play. <laughs> um, like that's I think it's mad how that's become a thing as well Where it's like airport beauty Like no f- Like first it was airport fashion What where is airport beauty? Were you with these people <laughs> dressing up to get flights and stuff Because the celebs And then the media latched onto that Where it was like Oh my god yeah This is what you should be wearing to the airport No you should be wearing track in wear the airport Yeah You don't need to Bare wear makeup minimum. And you don't need to wear sheet masks I just had an ocean that day right Anyway okay, fair, fair. The Neutrogena Hydro Boost I do really like Um I'm trying to think of any other ones that I would kind of regularly use. Um, there's like a gold, I think it's like a seaster or something the brand is called. I think you can get it in pennies. I've used that before and that has What worked. difference do you see? So with the Neutrogena one, I saw a, definitely more of a glow. But I don't think, I don't know if that's necessary. necessarily like the brand. I think it's more the ingredient in it. So like if you've got anything with hyaluronic acid in it, yeah. your skin is going to look like you had a big drink. Pretty what? much, <laughs> it's just gonna look like it's just like so. Hyaluronic acid. What are we talking about? Hyaluronic acid helps your skin, like, take up as much moisture as possible, so your skin will look really plump and yeah. like really hydrated. Instead of like moisturized, does that make sense? There's a big difference between hydration and moisturization. Um, Sorry, mom. Um, yeah. So you're just gonna look. There's just a definite glow because sheet masks are usually full of serums as opposed to like, do you know you'll get a, like the tubs of face masks or like some, what do I use from Lush? Magnum Minty is one that I use from Lush and that's like more of a, kind of like a clarifying exfoliating kind of thing. So your skin will look really clear and really flesh, but it might not necessarily look like really plump and juicy like. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like a clarifying exfoliating kind of So your skin will look really clear and really flesh, but it might not necessarily look like really plump and juicy like. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't find, I don't ever see a difference in my face with those things. Really? I don't think so. And even I use like, um, like on the day to day I would use the Vichy Hyaluronic Acid. Yeah. And then their cleanser, um, and I, I like it's great. And it's not like it's... I like how it doesn't leave any residue.
1: Yeah. Enough. But
0: oh, I, don't, I don't know if I see much of a plumping... Maybe I just have a fat face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Breed, yeah. Um, why do you think we try so much for our self-esteem into skincare? It's the first thing you see, I think.
0: It's yeah. the first thing... I uh, Well, I would argue that it's not the first thing you notice about people. But it's definitely like... It's the only thing you can't really hide, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like you're, you have to
1: present your face to people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, totally. Um and yeah. it's just mad as I as I've gotten older, I don't think I to, I as I said, I don't think I took as much in when I was younger and I wouldn't have been mad trying to conceal stuff when people would have like encouraged me to and I like ra- like I rarely wear makeup now because not even like as a, like a statement or anything or because I'm like, I know it's better for my skin or whatever. It's pure laziness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the one thing about skincare is, and obviously this totally depends on your routine, but it takes a lot less time to apply skincare than it does to apply makeup, yeah, in my opinion. that's true. Like, e- like no removal, really. Yeah. Let's just say today now, I went out and I put on my moisturizer and then I put on my face Brits that is it and that's it your face Brits you know who are, who are you i don't even <laughs> recognize you sitting in front of me how, how seriously do you think uh, lads take skincare i always get
0: really jealous about lads and i'm like how they can just go out and like look look themselves like if i so i work with a lot of lads and i'm the only girl really in the office most of the time and i always like wonder do they see a difference when i come in like dolls to the nines and makeup and when i come in like bags under my eyes like I'm sure they do mm. They never say it But then They c- always get to come in Looking the same Yeah If that makes sense Yeah But then also On the other hand I can make myself Look a little bit better Not the same Like some lads do wear makeup But the lads I work with don't But like if You, you know what I mean Yeah Like we have the option To uh, like Elevate how we look When we're going out With makeup and stuff Whereas they just have to Always look the same <laughs> What's fair Right Life's not fair Life's not okay,
1: fair so I did a piece last year for Daily Edge about I'd often see like I'd often see people on Twitter talking about how they'd have encounters with horrible men and they'd just be like God I'd love to just bring them home exfoliate them and just moisturise them there was this kind of like urban legend that I kind of picked up on where it seemed as if they were implying that straight men don't know what moisturiser is Do you think they do? This is the thing so I decided to take like a Survey of my closest group of friends who were varying in ages from like I think like nineteen to like twenty seven. Okay. Um, and the thing was, I was actually I was really surprised. Um, most of most of my guy friends have some kind of skincare routine, and that they will probably use a face wash. When I asked in terms of like moisturizer, a lot of them like knew what it was. Obviously, not to be patronizing. Um, they knew what it was, and. They had used it at some point, but most at of them had... At some point in their lives. Yeah, but they had stopped like purely out of... They were just like, I just couldn't be bothered. But then I think that ties into that thing as well with... I think a lot of times lads can have... They can predominantly be like oily skin and stuff as well. And I think there's a lot of misinformation for them, again, in terms of like, they're like, well, I'm oily, so I don't need to use moisturizer and stuff. blah blah, yeah. blah But I wrote that piece off the back of a piece in Mail Magazine, where they basically did the same thing. They asked, but they asked specifically lads what their skincare routine was. And one guy said he washed his face with washing up liquid. I actually
0: have heard of uh, drag queens doing that. That they're like it's the only thing to get it, get the thing off. But like that's, I've heard of that before. Yeah. But like not for just normal. I men. can understand that, that would but reef the oil there. you wouldn't it? Like, if well, you have nothing on your,
1: that's brain. what I would think. But I'm also just like, maybe it's a secret. Maybe it's like a secret. Like, um, it's somewhere I'll sleep, but i like, yeah. we should all be doing it. Yeah, bottle it's of fairy, save a few bob. Yeah, give it a go. Fuck the ordinary. This is where it's at. <laughs> Cheapest chips. Um, I have fear even thinking about that though, because I know washing liquid is used in I other. Get it in your eyes. Washing a liquid is used in other, like, uh, in other beauty circumstances. I know a lot of people, when I've talked a lot about hair build-up on my Instagram story, because I'm clearly a really interesting person, um, and a lot of people recommended washing up liquid in your hair to relieve build-up. It They were like, it'll feel mank, it'll feel so wrong, and then after, you'll be squeaky clean. But, like, obviously, because, as you said, you're reefing the oils out of yourself, yeah. so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's really interesting, but I think, so I get sent a lot of beauty products as well, and I, recently enough, I got sent sheet masks that were, like, marketed towards men, right? But they, I can't remember the brand. I'm not even trying to be shady. um, But they were just kind of your box standard. I think one of them was a foaming one, and the, I can't remember the other one. And, like, I gave I gave two to Key and my boyfriend, and then I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kept one because, like, the thing about skincare is anyone can use skincare. It is for everyone.
0: everyone has it. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs it?
1: (laughs) We all got it. (laughs) We all shed it. Um, But, like, that's the thing. Like, so many skincare products, like, they're all marketed towards women, most of them. And then you have this divide where it's like, oh, look at this cool, masculine, steel, grey, bearded face mask. Beard, cooling, Strength and then you've the women, it's like relaxing mm. grapefruit, femininity, femininity, <laughs> um, Ooh, ele- like elegance, ele- eleganza, <laughs> flower petals, the wage gap. Like, many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. It's just like it's so, but I I understand why brands do that, and I think we're getting closer to that point of like, I mean, the ordinary is just like a neutral grey packet that says face mask on it. Well, like I just don't think if you like it's it the pink gender fluid
0: face mask. (laughs) The
1: pink tax applies to this as well, though, because a lot of like, a lot of the shit in men's and women's, in inverted commas, skincare, is the same, but it's all down to how it's marketed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I obviously could have used that face mask. It didn't really matter. Like, uh, some of them are, some of them... Like, it could have been really good for your beard. No, but that's what I was about to say. Some of them <laughs> actually were marketed as being, like, it'll it'll help your beard as well. But, like, I don't have a beard. Just in case anyone's <laughs> ever seen me before, I don't have a beard. I do. <laughs> um, But, like, I was just like, of course I'm going to fucking use this. Like... But it's this thing as well where like men might not be as encouraged to get on it because they're fucking a bit uh insecure in terms of like their sexuality and their masculinity or whatever. And they're like, oh, I can't get that. It's get all like, it. yeah.
0: But I actually don't think I know any men that do fin- face care, skin care.
1: Really? Yeah. I've gotten a load of Keen's friends on the buzz now, to be honest. Yeah. Like they've come to me, ask me for things and I'm like, right, right, I'll send you a few products. I must, yeah. If they're still doing it now, I don't know. I would hope you are, lads, if you're listening. Um... But yeah, it's but it's this thing of it being self care as well. Like it, even if it's just a case of you say you do kind of for the novelty and just to chill out, and relax. Like that's grand. It's like and oh yeah, enough. I don't expect to get anything from it other than like
0: oh no, but how like gas is this face mask <laughs> on my it,
1: Instagram. <laughs> but it's obviously nice to see results as well. But I think it's the one thing about face masks is it's nice to take that uh, that five minutes and just for yourself and you're just chilling you can just do whatever do a bit of life admin or whatever I interviewed Angela Scanlon the other day name dropped there you go um, the ad interview is going to be up that interview will be up soon um, and I don't want to give it all away but she she's a big believer in face masks she has the most self-care. beautiful skin yeah, she says she does one she do a face mask like almost daily at this point and I asked her a few of her faves I'm not going to give them all away because then you won't read the article and I might lose my job uh, <laughs> she love, but she does love the Sand and Sky face mask I don't know if you've seen that advertised on Instagram It's like yeah. Mad Spawn Con My colleague in Daily Edge Orla Condon Has actually used it before as well Is the pink one? Yeah And she says it's class. A the shell clay Yeah The shelf face isn't supposed to be great But she said it is Like fully Fully Because you'd be a bit dubious about those um, Those Insta yeah, ones yeah. You know what I mean?
0: It's um, Australian
1: or something is it? Yeah Sand and Sky Pink clay mask If you haven't seen it on your Insta Which I highly doubt um look it up. If you've tried it, let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, send me one for free. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Um but it's just mad how that kind of celebrity skincare has influenced us from the dawn of time. Even like Cleopatra having milk baths. Did you ever mi- have a milk bath growing up? No. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I barely had
0: normal baths. Growing I think they- up.
1: <laughs> I think that's a lot more about uh, milk <laughs> baths. For my what? So like I, I think You were th- such a spoilt baby
0: of the family, do you know that? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Vanilla just like stomping around as a four-year-old like, Mom, I'm ready for my milk bath." No, but like, it wouldn't. Like, <laughs> McClister and Frank would be absolutely running around the house being like, would you get back here with the A milk for fuck's sake? Uh, like, tipping it into the bath." And did you have like chicken pox or something at the time? <laughs> no, like, it's, so it's supposed to leave your skin really soft. And it definitely does. So you just put milk into like... How much? Hot water. I just kind of eyeballed it. Like, there's definitely, if you want to look it up yourself, there's definitely like recipes or methods. Um, But I used to just fuck it in, like... I think she used to... Do, I think Cleopatra used to actually just bathe in, like, full asses' milk. Where was Cleopatra like,
0: getting the milk? Donkeys. Asses, oh. like...
1: It's <laughs> funny to say it.
0: You said ass. see
1: <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, but, like, I mean, I don't think that's as regular occurrence now. Or, I mean, if it is, do let us know. <laughs> You've been... I don't even know where to go with this. I suppose that brings us on to, like, our own negative experiences, our own skin horror stories. So, obviously, we've already spoken about, like, the level of misinformation there is out there in terms of skincare, and often with that misinformation, when you follow it, obviously you can end up with some fucking horrendous stories after, myself and Breed included. Uh, One particular time for me was... Uh, last year I was visiting my boyfriend Keen in Canada After he emigrated for a year That was cool, thanks Cool <laughs> <Cute>. <laughs> I was going to say cute Nice one <laughs> cool. Um, And I was going over to see him I hadn't seen him in six months So the plan was like to reverse catfish him If you're unfamiliar with the uh, practice of reverse catfishing It's basically where you catfish sure. them But instead of being like You show up better looking than they remember You show up better looking than they remember, yeah. Thanks for... We got there in the end. Uh, So I was, like, had all my beauty bits sorted. There was not a hair on me. Nails done. Fringe cut. Like, blow dry. Blow dry for the gods. So there was a hair on me, clearly. Um, Like, I was stunning. And I was trying to be, like, really good with... Well, not really good. I was chancing my arm at, like, kind of being vegan and stuff. And wasn't really eating... A lot of dairy and a lot of sugar. Vegan. Yeah, as my mum calls it. And then the week leading up to it, or like the five days leading up to it, I was like, fuck it, I'm on holidays now. And just kind of started eating everything back again. And I think that, like, that fucking decision. And I think on top of the stress of going over and it was my first time flying long haul on my own and obviously I hadn't seen him in six months I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen Um, I broke out like a motherfucker, and I was like oh my I was like I can't get on the plane I was like I'm actually going to have to cancel like I'm going to have to be like sorry I've met someone else like you <laughs> know what I, mean? I couldn't do it like I just and I was and the thing, it's such a vicious cycle then because I was stressed with my skin but obviously the stress was causing my skin to break out yeah and like at the time, I we all know how much Irish people love pseudocreme for fixing their skin shit. Are you a fan of Uh Not anymore, but when I was a teenager, I was yeah. lobbing it on. Like at this point, I was panicking and in, same, was lobbing it on. And I think pseudocreme uh, themselves say that it is a good, decent enough treatment for pseudocreme. Uh, but I know people for. Yeah. cream is a great treatment for <laughs> cream. Yeah. Um, cream. They say it's a good treatment for acne, but a lot of people who have suffered from acne, like on online forums, they've said overuse will cause you to break out more. And I think we've both found that ourselves. Yeah. And I definitely found that as well. And like people were writing to me on Instagram. It's another thing as well that I think this community of people chatting about skincare people can be really helpful and also, there's a, lot so of, yeah, there's a lot of unsolicited advice. But I mean, a lot of people were just like, please stop using the suit cream. You're 100% going to make it worse. Um, in the end, it was fine. I think it did kind of calm down in the end or it got to a point where it was just like, listen, you're going overseas. He probably didn't even notice. But that's the thing. It was like, you're going over to see the person that you are obsessed with. and Loves you, you unconditionally. And you haven't seen them in a very long time. Like, it will probably be grand. And sure, it didn't matter then because when I was over there, I uh, burnt my nose on a hair curler. So. What the <laughs> hell? So like in all our photos over there, I have this like little mark. On my nose. Why were you curling your nose? No, I, don't, I wasn't curling my nose, but like I hit off it or something. But I'm, Sorry, yeah, moral of the story. We had a great time anyway, and it just did not fucking matter. But yeah. Fair. What about you? Any horror stories?
0: I'm kind of in the middle of my own horror story at the minute. Like I am, I don't know, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I've been keeping um everyone updated on there. But I'm on my third bout of medication from my dermatologist, like prescribed medication for... Acne, oh since I was twenty one. What am I now? So in the last three years, this is my third bout. Yeah. So I went on erectane twice and it's uh the first time it has an eighty percent success rate, so you're s- supposed to be cured after one bout. Yeah. Second time I think it's like a ninety five success rate. I was it's missed crazy. out on that as well. So now I kinda refuse to go on it a third time because it's like if anyone knows, it's a really awful like for like the side effects can be really awful and I really did not enjoy it. Um, so they put me on this new thing now called spironolactone. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Spironolactone. S- Spiro Um, Spiro the dragon. Which is a diuretic, and um, it's usually prescribed for people with like kidney mm. issues. Yeah. But also, it can have like really good effects on your skin. So that's what I'm on at the minute. I'm on it about six weeks, but my skin has flared up so bad in the last week. I would say two weeks. Um, doesn't help that I've been drinking and sleeping with makeup on and stuff. I don't like Do this, as she says and not as she does, people At this point, it doesn't matter how often I sleep with makeup on or when I don't like, I'm always going to have spots I've just, I've given into it at this point
1: But I will say, just on the topic of Racketane when you brought it up on your Instagram as well, I think you would people contact you and say that they had similar experiences So many people,
0: it. like I actually I went, always went through, like especially like I had skin issues in school but then it kind of got worse or like it affected me worse when I was like in college because I was older and I should have been past it and everyone else around me I thought was past it. So I always just like in my head thought I was like the girl with the spots Mm -hmm. and like I kind of just thought that's what people thought about me. Yeah. No one gave a fuck. Like And then when I put up the story a couple of months ago, so many people from my own like circle of friends were like, oh yeah, I was on a rock chain in college too, blah, blah, blah. All this like, I was just so up my own arse about it that like so many people have skin issues. But and like, I really uh, thought I was really unlucky. Yeah. But I'm not. Like, it's very common. But
1: of course you're going to feel like that, because that was your, like it's your own face. My you tr- know what I mean? My truth. My truth. Yeah. The Breed Brown story.
0: So, I'm at the minute. I'm at a really bad point, skin skincare-wise. But I'm on a journey, guys. And it's up from here. And hopefully, this time, it will have long-lasting results. So, like, I went to twice, and it worked. It cleared up my skin for six months. And in the six months that it was clear, it didn't matter what I drank, what I... Eight, where? What would I like? What I used on my face if I slept with makeup on? My skin was perfect for all those six months.
1: It's a, like it's a hormonal thing with me. It's something inside. Yeah. Um. If you're interested in following along with Breed's journey, she's at Breed Boo, uh, on her own Insta. But she might share some updates on our own account as well at Bandwagons. If you're lucky, yeah. If you're lucky. Um. Speaking of horror stories, though, we are absolutely shagging the environment with our skincare. Um, Stop. Baby wipes, yeah, wet wipes are responsible for causing ninety three percent of blockages in UK sewers, according to Water UK. Um, they are like Jen Rock, we mentioned earlier. Like in any interview she gives, most people are like, "So what's the one thing you or one thing you'd ban or one thing that you tell people to just stop fucking doing?" And she's like, "Makeup wipes." Get rid of them. And they're so bad for your skin. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I do still use them because I think it gets the majority of your makeup off yeah. the quickest. Yeah. And the cheapest. I mean, sometimes convenience is just going to win out. We're not here to shame anyone, but it is. Like, I, this is my next point as well. They're really bad for skin. Some of them contain alcohol, which can cause stinging and dryness. And then they've, like, they never, they don't get rid of your makeup fully. They just don't. No, you definitely so have to use something else. You are, like, they have these things. I think it's surf surfactants and stuff. They have stuff in them basically which they will like dissolve the makeup and stuff but it's not, it's not, you're just moving it around unless you double cleanse. Yeah. So like fair enough if you still want to use makeup wipes, that's fine but you need to be double cleansing after. But just in terms of like the environment, there's such a massive cause for fatbergs. Do you know what fatbergs are, Breed? No. So they're like these big things. <laughs> Very scientific. Breed, how often would you like uh, just flush away A makeup wipe Or something Flush a makeup wipe yeah. Never okay. Never Okay Okay, okay. Not Who a direct would attack Who actually do that Some people do though And they end up uh, Being like a mast In sewage system and systems And stuff Which is what causes Fatbergs The definition of fatberg Is a very large mass Of solid waste In a sewage system Consisting especially Of congealed fat And personal hygiene products Have been flushed Down toilets like they have destroyed water systems in the UK and like across the world. What? It's
0: Where are these dopes that are flushing wet wipes
1: down the toilet? Here, I did like I before now. I've stopped for a very <laughs> long time, but I definitely did it previously. How many? Like I've done it without thinking about it. You know what I mean? No,
0: I know. Like, like, why I, are you
1: near the toilet if you're taking makeup off your face? But like, um, uh, but do you know that you know the layout of my bathroom? There's like a press in the, yeah, mirror, but like <laughs> the toilet. <laughs> I don't know. Like the only
0: wet wipes I've ever flushed in the toilet are the Andrex ones, which I buy for EP. Yeah, and sometimes I have some left over, and I, sure, you might as well use them if you have them. So that feels weird to be to flush those wet wipes in the toilet.
1: Yeah, well, like, even though they're for toilet use. Yeah, I am. I um, don't know. No, like Tried to get graphic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think we, I think we are becoming more aware in general, about our, the, impa- the impact we're having on the environment. But just when Zara brought up the topic of sheet masks and whether we do it on a podcast, she was just asking me about my opinions of them. And, like, obviously I use them. I've mentioned some previously just now. But, I mean, it is a bit of a waste for something that you're going to use on your face for maybe 15 minutes and then throw it away. And most of them take years to break down and a lot of the packaging they come in if they're very serum heavy and they come in like those foil packets I'm fairly sure those foil packets like never break down Oh stop! Yeah, I don't think about it. Um, but don't worry because I'm fairly sure Ireland is on course to ban Bang. single-use plastics oh. this year. There was talk of them. I think they were drafting up the law last year, but this year they're really, really cracking down on it because, like, they're really behind by EU standards. I think, and even like globally, I think the US banned them in 2015. But um, I interviewed a lady last year called Pamela Laird. She's the CEO of Moxie Loves. Do you know those? Cotton buds that have the makeup remover in them. You crack it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Moxie loves so like there are these cotton buds that have makeup remover in them, and you snap them, and the makeup remover goes down to one end. They're like really, really handy, right? And she has other things. She's like a tan remover, and there is she's after coming out with these makeup pad things where you just add water and you can use them to remove your makeup. Um, But the cotton buds are kind of like the brand star product, and obviously with the EU ban and the Irish ban now. She is having to go back to the drawing board with them and reformulate Good. them. No, and she said that herself in the interview. She just said we've had to accept that a lot of other ca- a lot of other categories you're able to use biodegradable plastics, which isn't an option for us. The process of coming up with an alternative at the minute is really difficult because, like, people love them. I've used them; they're so handy. But obviously, I can acknowledge that. Would you rather <laughs> go on have your Moxie Loves Cotton buds or uh, burning hell? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fair point. But that's the thing. It's Yeah, it's probably just one of those things. But even with normal cotton buds, now I think a load of them have started to be manufactured with biodegradable plastics. Obviously theirs is different because they have a liquid inside the tube. But it's just one of those things. Like, how often do you think about that when you're throwing away a cotton bud? Do you know what I mean? I love cotton buds. Yeah. They're
0: literally, lately they're like my,
1: my... Beauty must have. Yeah, I've stopped. Uh, to be honest, I've stopped buying them. I got the Maxi Loves as like a press thing, and um, I stopped buying them. I don't even buy. How do you get the gunk out of your eye? Like cotton pads and stuff anymore. I literally just use a face cloth. Like uh, I'll double cleanse and I'll use Missler water. I know Jen Rock hates Missler waters. How I do anything, you clean your but, ears? Uh, so you don't. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just <laughs> briefly want to talk about sun damage as well because I don't think it's a thing that Irish people take seriously and it's again it's probably one of the top tips that Skincare people recommend. Yes. Wear your SPF yeah. even on
0: cloudy days. Yeah. If there's one thing my dermatologist has taught me you got it. You have to put it on every
1: single day. Just to break it down really simply, I was talking to Doctor Nikki Ralph. She's a consultant dermatologist for a piece with Daily Edge last year as well. Around the summertime, and just to break it down, if you have absolutely no clue about UVA's, UVB's, whatever, there are approximately five hundred times more UVA rays in sunlight than UVB rays. UVA is the dominant tanning ray. A tan results from injury to the skin's DNA. The skin darkens in an imperfect attempt to prevent further DNA damage. And um, they're always present. So. Again, Irish people, you go outside, it's cloudy, sure I don't fucking need SPF. Yes, you do. Um, you should ideally be going for like a minimum a minimum of thirty, but usually fifty on your face. Um and just to explain Sorry, yeah. Then UVB is a chief cause of skin reddening and sunburn and is primarily responsible for the development of skin cancer. So that's why you need to look out for sun cream that has a five-star rating and has UVA and UVB protection because otherwise... Especially if you're going on holidays. Yeah. And I think with a lot of like the acid exfoliants that are in skincare now and that are really popular, uh, I know some of the ordinary products, they recommend... Like, because your skin is more sensitive to those kind of rays and stuff, that you use SPF. So, and just to say as well, like, your makeup might have SPF 15, it's not enough. And say if you use that and you use like an SPF on top of that, it's not an accumulative effect. So okay. it's it's not like one negates the other, no, but it's not like 20 plus 15 equals okay, I have SPF 35. Oh, you shit. don't, yeah. So, so tell my mom that, yeah. Um, I yeah, so just as we're going on to our favorite bits while we're talking about SPF, I actually really like the Bioderma Spray, as I already mentioned. Now, that actually does only have UVA protection, but it's really refreshing, really nice. That's SPF 30. Uh, La Roche-Posay do another like spray sun cream, and that's SPF 50, and that's UVA and UVB. They're both really affordable. They're like 15-ish or like less than 15 Um, I got a really good, um, like it's a skinny face one, but like a skinny tube.
0: I got it in deals. It was 150 It's Malibu. Yeah. Um, And it's for face and it's UVA, UVB. Oh, class. But also, just on this note, I had to have a dodgy mole removed off my back from sun damage.
1: Yeah. And it was not a buzz. Yeah. So. So. And that was my back. Imagine how bad my face must be. Um, In terms of other favourite bits that I use... Um, I'm really wary of like not trying loads of stuff because I think it's hard in this job or it's really tempting to because you're constantly getting sent products but you have to, like it's called a skincare routine for a reason. If you're constantly changing stuff, your skin is going to be like, what the fuck, please stop. Um, at the minute, I've been using a lot of Casmara stuff. I've been using the... It's for oily skin. They're moisturizer and they're like serum kind of gel. And I've actually been really enjoying them. And I probably will repurpose, uh, purchase, repurchase. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm using
0: anything else. What have you been like, in breed? Uh, I oh, everyone laughs at me because I will only buy the simple like face face range. Yeah. Um, and I really like them. But I lately because I'm on my medication, my skin has been really dry and I find the red capped E forty five moisturizer is class. If you've really, really dry skin, yeah, it will clear it up. Like no matter how dry yeah. your skin is, it will always clear it up. Um and I really like the simple face oil for getting makeup. Cleansing, off.
1: yeah, I was just about to say I love the moo It's like I can't think of the name of it, but it's like a big Pump tub, it's so gentle but yeah. so effective, and you get loads of product. It's really, really good. The Vichy um, stuff as well. That's really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I am. I'm always banging on about the Vichy hyaluronic acid on yeah. mine. I like and the milk cleanser is class. Yeah, well. really good. And um, just some other trends for 2019 that I saw on Allure lower. Um, and we're looking at like CBD oil seems to be a massive thing. CBD oil skincare, uh, 3D printed sheet masks get away um, polyhydroxy acid which are PHAs so they have a larger molecular structure than like your AHAs like your glycolic or your salicylic acid so they're gentler on your skin if you've been struggling with them um, I think now's a good a time as ever to go on to our mini bandwagon
0: bridge. yeah so of course our first mini bandwagon this week is potato recipes from the famine <laughs> <laughs> No, obviously it's Madeleine McCann. Um, so, they, everyone has seen the new Madeline McCann documentary up on Netflix lately. There is a new podcast out as well. Um, it's supposed to be... I haven't listened to the podcast. I finished the documentary. I have kind of, like, over-consumed all the information. So, it really was... No, there was nothing new in it for me. Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet as well. There's a lot of Portuguese in it. So,
1: like, if you just want to put something on in text... Like unless you can speak Portuguese, don't bother. Yeah. Um. I've seen it. I haven't watched it myself or listened to podcast. I've seen a lot of people say that about the documentary that it's kind of hard with that because obviously there's no conclusion. It's really grim. But yeah, there, you know
0: there's going to be no yeah, resolution. It's, yeah. It's yeah.
1: What's next? Um.
0: Next is Brexit. Brexit means Brexit. Brexit. Uh, I've nothing to say about it. I have no idea what's going on. Nope. But it's really hard to book a train from Belfast to Dublin. The Brits are at it again. <laughs> I don't know like it just seems like this big massive mess
1: and I'll just like go sleep and wake up and it's over yeah please God uh, that was another thing me and uh, me and my buddy Angela Scannon were talking about she said um I asked her what makes her proud to be an Irish woman and she was just saying like moments like repeal and the marriage referendum and stuff and she was like it just shows how it really puts ireland on the map as being like this thriving really good place and then you she was like and then you look at britain and brexit now and she was just like Ugh, I'm, yeah. I'm making a face She's like she, headless chicken yeah, like, she also made a face but yeah a bad bandwagon yeah get off it yeah um, and finally
0: finally um <laughs> i feel like i mentioned tights way too often on this podcast
1: but i'm mad into the fishnet tights lately and so are you. I am, yeah, but I, I feel like this has a, been a, a bandwagon for a while. Okay, i well I, I, well, ladies I just it. I, de- I disagreed with this when she put it forward, but she said she'd be able to argue the case,
0: so okay yeah, so on, so, Fishnet tights, okay, we're getting into the summer, but we're not quite out of the cold spring. So you want the benefit of having tights on, but the look that you have no tights on from yeah, far away.
1: Absolutely. Fishnets
0: gives you that. Yeah, You don't need to tan. Yeah, they're comfy. They're so mm. much comfier than they look. Yeah. And they're mad sexy like. Yeah.
1: I love them. If you ever want to feel like you're uh getting dressed into like a basketball net, like a buzz, <laughs> like this will really help you achieve that feeling. I love them. I love um, a good uh fishnet bodysuit as well. Uh body stocking. Body yeah. stockings as they're called. I always
0: feel like I'm Julia Roberts before she meets Richard Gere. Yeah. Isn't that what we always that's strive what all strive to be like? We strive to look like. Yeah. So yeah, they're my seconds of the week. I did not make them in a rush. I am not hungover. We always thoroughly research and prepare for
1: this podcast.
0: Um, and next week we will do a full episode on potato gratin recipes
1: from the Famine Times. <laughs> just especially for Dot Morris. Um, thanks so much for listening again guys and also to say if you're new here from the uh, International Women's Day article that went up on International Women's Day obviously a few weeks ago because I don't (laughs) think we mentioned that last week Um, we were really really appreciative to be featured alongside such like a bevy of class 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 women Um, the gals who inspired us to
0: even start a podcast and think we could do it
1: yeah we really appreciate that Uh, if you want to tell your friends maybe if they haven't heard of us um, as always Rate, review, subscribe—we really appreciate that. We're on Instagram, follow us. Yeah, we're on Instagram, and then we're Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, we're everywhere. We are omnipresent. Out and about. Um, Yeah, so bandwagons podcast everywhere. Breed, Boo, and Fanula J. You think God's listening? You've no idea. (laughs) Bandwagons of ears everywhere. Um, Thanks so much for listening again. I've been Fanula. I've been Breed, and you've been listening to Bandwagons. Bye.